Hi everyone, so the audio got a bit funky for this episode and there is a weird echo. We are sorry about that. Uh, we will get it fixed before the next episode, but other than that, enjoy. Why is he so loud? <laughs> yeah, I'm a very loud tennis player. Um, <laughs> literally the loudest one on the court. They're like, Preston, you cannot scream after every ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is an associate's. We are Nazis. We are associates. That's what we are. Hello and welcome to episode three of And Associates. I'm one of your hosts, Preston Eberlin. I'm your favorite host, Carson. I love you always have that disclaimer. Um, and we are coming to you live from Saturday night. No, we're not. Live from New York. Um, it's Sunday night. Anyway, so this is our third full episode. If you uh, caught on your feed last Thursday, we posted our first little conversation about cults. And we will be doing that from now on on Thursdays where there are just tinier versions of this. But we are going to dive into wacky, fun, uh, interesting, really any sort of topic that we feel we should dive into. And this week, um, we are kind of taking a step back from the wacky. And um, there's a fun, well, fun and important interview that we have coming to you all. So highly recommend this Thursday's episode. Carson, do you want to say anything about that episode? It it highly or it features you i would just say yeah i would just say it's really informative and educational and for those of you who are looking to quote unquote do the work right now um that's being called for in the black lives matter movement i think this could be one of the ways to do that Thank you. And so um, with this introduction comes also our corrections from the many, many errors we made. (laughs) And there were (laughs) too many to fix in total. But the big ones that I personally wanted to fix was the Mr. Layton who I talked about shooting the congressman. His first name was Larry. Again, with the alliteration. First we had Karen Kilgariff and now we have Larry Layton. Karen did not kill... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did what did you say? Rem, uh, I just said like I knew his last name was La- or his la- last name was Layton. So, uh, oh, his first name. So not really wrong. I'm just, just giving more information. Okay. Um, and also, I said that PBS.com gave me the information. <laughs> <laughs> PBS is a dot org. So, whoops. <laughs> That's my bad. PBS.com is like some explicit website. Uh, I don't even want to think what that acronym could mean. Um, (laughs) Carson, did you have any corrections? No, I'm perfect. (laughs) That sounds about right. Uh, And before we get into our discussion for the day, I just want to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter at associates underscore pod and uh, subscribe, rate and review us on the Apple Podcasts. Okay, so Carson, here we go into our weekly wrangle. Would you like to give the people the jingle? Welcome. <laughs> weekly wrangle. 
<laughs> and the weekly wrangle begins, folks. Um, so today we are going to be talking about afterlife and uh, both in religion um, and just basically a bunch of different venues or, uh, or, or modes of a- afterlife. And our conduit by which we will be speaking about this is the television show. And I guess I shouldn't call it a television show because, I mean, you watch it on the television, but it's not, anyway, it's a streaming show on Amazon <laughs> <laughs> called Upload. So, uh, Carson, I will let you begin. I, I don't know why I always say I will let you do things. That's... <laughs> because oh. you're a man and I need your permission. <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm a woman. <laughs> so, Carson, take it away. <laughs> okay, so um, upload. You can catch it on Prime Video. Stream the entire first season. It's out. Um, and... The basic concept is, uh, go ahead and say, like, spoiler alert here, because we'll probably mention things. Spoiler Um, alert. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, like, a guy um, dies at a young age, but (laughs) because of, like, where they are, do we know what year it is? It's, It's like, uh, 2030, right? 2030-something, yeah. Yeah, because it's like not that far in the future, but it is futuristic. Okay, and so anyway, he's in like a self-driving car and gets in a car accident and is in the hospital and is like on his deathbed basically, and um, they have to make a decision like whether or not he could go in surgery or they do what's called upload, and they basically take like I. I guess, like, your brain, the concept is, like, they download the stuff from your brain and then upload you virtually in, like, a virtual sort of heaven. Um, (laughs) And real quick, on this uh, moment of what Carson and I are not, we are not computer whizzes, so (laughs) any of our terminology is probably going to be wrong. (laughs) Um, but anyway, um, so it's him like figuring out his life there in this virtual heaven kind of thing. And part of it is that like his girlfriend is, uh, hella rich. And so he's in like the super bougie, Mm -hmm. um, heaven or whatever. I I don't think heaven is the right word, but, um, anyway, um, and then they have people who work like customer service and check in on him and I don't so okay is that like a good enough explanation for yeah, the show? yeah yes well done Carson thanks <laughs> and so I think we can go ahead and get into it there are many different aspects of upload in terms of afterlife that I know I want to discuss so um Carson is it okay if I bring up the first aspect? No. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I, <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do if I say no? I did. I did. Yeah, ask. let's go. Perfect. So the first uh, aspect I want to bring up is just the technological, technological aspect of um, the feasibility of this. So uh, mm-hmm. there have 
I mean, right now, technology is 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 going leaps and bounds uh, in terms of the things that we can do, the things that we can't do. So the idea of downloading someone's memories uh, and thus maybe their being, and that's a question that the show uh, brings um, to the table, to a basically a server where then they can live out the rest of their life is as one form of immortality uh is an interesting technological aspect um carson yeah go ahead um so i think so here's the thing there's this guy his name is ray kurzweil and he's um an american inventor and futurist that's like whatever his Wikipedia page says or whatever. Um, he's also an author, and I read one of his books probably, um, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I read The Singularity is Near. Mm-hmm. It's such a long book. <laughs> that sounds so like a long read. book. <laughs> it was, ugh, oh my gosh. But anyway, it was interesting, and honestly, it's been a talking point for me, like, multiple times I bring it up. Um, But then he has a couple of other books, like The Age of Intelligent Machines and Age of Spiritual Machines, Mm. and he makes these predictions in all of his books. Um, And let me read you some of his predictions just to, like, set the scene so you know, like, how legit this guy is. Okay. So he has uh, predicted, like, in 1990 that a computer, or or sorry, 1998, by 1998, a computer would defeat a world chess champion, and it happened in 1997. So he said that in the year 1990, and he's, like, you know, crazy accurate. Uh, a year off but whatever like how do you predict that like 1990 oh my gosh did people even have computers in 1990 like why they did but they were like as big as rooms or maybe i'm thinking of like yeah (laughs) i mean basically the same decade (laughs) but um he predicted uh pcs would be capable of answering uh queries by accessing information wirelessly via the internet um he said by 2010 i think we obviously got there before 2010 but he predicted this in 1990 um he said by the he said oh my gosh (laughs) that little butler man trying to find our answers He works so hard. He said, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I'm on a ass Jeeves binge. He said by the early 2000s, um, exoskeletal limbs would let disabled people walk. And there are like bionic technology companies that do that um, at this point. Um, so it's just like crazy. I mean, what was, that's. Sorry, what was his name what? again? Ray Kurzweil. Okay. It's K U R Z W E I L. So it's spelled a little differently. And uh, those are just like three predictions. He made hundreds of predictions and um, just crazy intelligent guy. And so, like, so the point of me bringing this up is that some of the stuff that he talked about is putting 
um, microchips in the human brain. And I think that that's really relative to what we're talking about as far as upload and is it technologically possible and and will it happen and he predicted that it would happen I think by like mm, 2045 or something but the other thing is that he works for Google now mm. and a lot of his predictions have just like sort of mysteriously disappeared from the internet um I'm sure I probably could find them somewhere but uh I would guess that it's because he's like working on them at Google or something and uh Google is just trying to keep things on the DL. Interesting. But who knows? Uh so he So okay, so he does these talks on like life extension and transhumanism and the he's like a big advocate i forget how many pills he takes but i want to say it's like somewhere in the hundreds Ugh. like like vitamins okay right <laughs> yeah no this guy so like could talk about him forever super interesting um but that's he, a word to describe him <laughs> well he thinks that that's gonna like increase his lifespan uh and so anyway um well, I have I have more to say, but I want to I guess I want to get your thoughts so far. Yeah. So I wanted to I asked for his name because I was like, I want to see some of these predictions. And this man has made hundreds of predictions. Um, it kind of seems I mean, here's the thing. When you make hundreds of predictions, you're going to get some of them right. <laughs> Just by sheer, <laughs> it's it's kind of like um, the Simpsons. People are like they're prophetic. No, it's because the Simpsons has been on for fifty thousand years. Of course, they're gonna get some things right because when you say a million things, one of those a million things is gonna be right. But that being said, I have not read the book, so I am not going to um, fully judge him. I did mildly judge him just then. Um, but the vitamin thing is interesting. So I, I mean, I take certain vitamins, um, but the, the overuse of vitamins is also, um, just super funny to me in the idea because, um, Bobby Riggs, does that name sound familiar? No. Bobby Riggs is who Billie Jean King played in the Battle of the Sexes. Oh, Bringing it back to okay. tennis. <laughs> always, Great, yes. Always back to tennis. But, um, the other tennis podcast. Yes, yes. We're, and now we're in the other tennis podcast section. Um, but he also super loved his vitamins and took a bunch of them. And he still, um, you know, did not live forever. Granted, that was back in blah 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 but um still i shouldn't say back in blah 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 it was back in the 70s sorry <laughs> i'm like that was back in 1832 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but um i i i i just i i would caution heavily against um uh, just taking this man as gospel. Well, taking anyone as gospel, really. But I do think... Okay, what? but he works for Google. Uh, Come on. Oh, because oh, Google has done nothing bad ever. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Google. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, what? We're not talking about him doing something bad. We're talking about his his accuracy or like whether or not he's correct in what he's saying and yeah. doing. Um, I don't know. I think he has a good bit of uh, credibility. Okay. Um, so in terms of upload, what does he say about that sort of thing? Well, so like the the brain the microchip brain thing, uh, I think is the biggest part. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about transhumanism, mm-hmm. um, which is basically what we're talking about. Um, it's a, a philosophical movement advocating for transformation of human condition, which is basically like the evolution of humans via cognitive enhancement. Okay. And so if people are, it's, this is more of like a, an atheist agnostic sort of thing. Um, I mean, given that like, if you're religious, then you're, then you believe in some sort of afterlife and, um, would probably want to do that as opposed to some sort of like living forever or life extension or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, there's a Penn State created a journal dedicated to post-human studies. Um, and so there are some like academic articles in that, I guess. I didn't read them. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my lives. There's some information out there. Again. It exists. <laughs> but so the so the opposite side of that argument or philosophy is being like a humanist and that like no amount of computing power can replace our true genetic identity. And that I think was one specific guy who was talking about it but the general humanist movement is um that concept um but i don't know like uh ray kurzweil has said that because of like the exponential advancement of tech by 2045 we we won't be able to keep up with it unless we have some sort of enhancement okay Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so, all right. What, okay, let's just say, by, let's just say it's 2045. Okay. Right? <sighs> and you you cannot physically, mentally, whatever, keep up with the world uh, without some sort of enhancement. But... That's some of that, our, like, parents and grandparents now. <laughs> you can still live, but you'd basically be... Well, let's just say you'd be kind of like off the grid or something. Okay. Um, and it's like not a very common thing, but like you don't have to get the enhancement. So, so what are you doing? Are you getting the enhancement or are you not? Um, so if I were to get the enhancement, does that mean that I live forever? No, let's, it's not, let's just say it's not live forever yet at this point. It's just something that like, It's like a brain blast, (laughs) like Jimmy Neutron. Brain blast! I mean, I'd I'd probably get it, Um, just 
because, because why not? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like. Because why not? Would you like me to give you reasons why not? <laughs> well, it, it, it's kind of like a cell phone, right? We we don't know what the research is on that yet, and we all still carry them around in our pockets, um, and they're emitting certain amount of radiation. Um, but mm -hmm. so in terms of afterlife, what does he say about the next the next step? So, okay, we're enhanced humans. Is that then make it so that we like don't die? I think he's mostly talked about life extension at this point. Okay. Um, and right now, just to be clear, I'm going off of like, I thinks. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't tell you for sure. Um, I don't even know, like, if we were talking to him right now, if he would say for sure. But he's mostly gone through life extension stuff. Okay. And so I think that's sort of the camp that he's in at this point. Okay. Which makes sense because one is for society to accept the concept mm -hmm. and the idea and like ev evolve with technology you would want to put you would want to say like oh no this is just like life extension and not be like <laughs> just like sell like oh yeah you're gonna live forever like that's a huge change <laughs> yeah. they're like wait well okay so bringing it back to upload so let's talk about Nora's father because he is vehemently opposed to again well well just a quick interruption. I didn't name her as Nora, so you might want to explain who Nora is. So Nora is the um, customer service rep. Um, she's the female protagonist in the story. So because she's a, a, a rep from the company, she um, can kind of like get a discount for an afterlife. Now, again, we've already said spoiler alert. So her mother has already died. Her mother was not uploaded. But her father is extremely religious, and so her father knows and believes that her mother is in heaven, the Judeo-Christian heaven. And so when Nora brings her father to visit Upload, or, or visit the afterlife, basically, of um, the, the, the system, um, he is very much opposed to it and very much like, yeah, this isn't real life, and this isn't um, where I want my soul or my consciousness to live. And he very much makes that distinction between soul and consciousness, um, because our our experiences, and this is this is an interesting um, aspect that upload brings about, is what makes a person's soul and what makes a person's consciousness is it just their memories is that so is uploading just your memories and your emotions of those memories is that your soul is that your consciousness and i think a lot of religions and a lot of um spiritual uh people would 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 disagree with that and would have uh, a lot of issue with the fact that um you 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 are basically killing someone and taking their consciousness to put it into a, 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 a server basically to live um, forever, quote unquote, in this afterlife 
um, when they already have an afterlife that they that they believe in and um, think are going into. So, um, go ahead. Okay, but here's my question. So, <clears throat> are do you think that the religious view is that like those concepts are intertwined and like not able to be separated? Because I think that uh, if you if you say that this person died anyway, but they also got uploaded, so they get to quote unquote live forever with their but like their memories and whatever mm -hmm. um but then their soul can still do like the religious thing mm -hmm. don't you think but then are so then there's two parts of them that's what i'm asking are they so intertwined are they are they able to be separated well i guess the question is which part of your um being would want to uh, go on to afterlife so um i think to answer your question yeah. yes um in a lot of religions um those are intertwined and to separate them is um i mean sacrilege <laughs> that's where that word comes <laughs> from um but okay so that's a good conversation about the technological and religious aspects there's one other big aspect that I think we, we haven't even touched on yet, and I, I think mm -hmm. um, is important, which is the economic aspect. So mm -hmm. um, the, the main reason that our little protagonist guy uh, gets to go to the, the top-notch uh, afterlife is because his girlfriend's family is rich, and they can pay for things in the afterlife based on how much is in their account. Uh, and then there's also different afterlifes, different places that you can be uploaded for cheaper. Um, mm -hmm. So at this point, they have capitalized uh, afterlife. Carson, your thoughts on capitalizing afterlife? I found it to be a really interesting aspect of the show because I think that when no one has really considered that because uh, I guess most religions, not all, but m most, like you don't take any physical wealth with you, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, like, you could, uh, you, unless you want to go back to, like, the Egyptians, that's why they all always were buried with all their things. Right. So that's what I, I think the Egyptians, I think, ugh, I could be misspeaking, but I think some Native American. We're so good at misspeaking. <laughs> that's the thing, though, like, we aren't afraid to be wrong. Yeah. So that's what makes us great. <laughs> uh, but I, so we have all these issues here on Earth right now, today, as everything is operating and I think some people would like to think that in the whatever the afterlife may or may not look like those aren't something that would exist anymore right right so to have like a and different levels of wealth and socioeconomic status and 
basically all of the things, any sort of poverty, which there is extreme poverty in the show. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really sad yeah. because they, um, they like, f- when they run out of data, um, they freeze for like the rest of the month. And uh, I think there's like a kid even too yeah. that, I don't know. It's... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, so then the the overarching storyline gets to the fact that the main character was working on basically like a socialist afterlife where <laughs> um, communism <laughs> his name was Stalin <laughs> Karl, Karl Marx um but they were basically working on a free version of Afterlife that was still swanky and nice. But it was it was like a it was it was kind of like a public domain um, kind of a deal. So I mean, here's the thing with Afterlife: it's a difficult topic, people. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I I mean I I have nothing more to talk about with with. Uh, this, I mean, there's there's just so many things that this show touches on that it honestly was truly entertaining to watch. And I'm excited for season two to see where it goes. Um, for sure. And I think it, it, it brought up all these different aspects. I mean, there were other aspects that we didn't even touch on. Um, but, I mean, I would give this show easily 8.5 out of 10 stars. I, I, I think I gave... Space Force three out of five stars, so I'm just changing my scale. <laughs> but it's fine. I was like, why are why is it out of ten all of a sudden? But uh, whatever. So I guess that would be like at a- least it's still stars. <laughs> Eight point five out of ten tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> There's a I used to listen to a radio show and uh, the guy would come on like once a week and rate movies, mm-hmm. and he would rate it as like a six pack of Budweiser. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but if it was a kids movie, then it would be like a six pack of juice boxes. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And with that, we will go into our random section, also known as walking and talking. Shall we start with you? What are you reading? watching listening to um okay so i've been i finished white fragility i started so you want to talk about race by igioma oluo i'm sorry if i mispronounced your name and i've been listening to Brene Brown's podcast still unlocking us, of course, and she had Austin Channing Brown on who wrote "I'm Still Here: Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness." Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I also am watching "Never Have I Ever" on Netflix. So we can talk about that in a minute, though, like okay. later, because I want to. Let's. I know that you also read "White Fragility." Like, let's get into it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, White Fragility, it was a solid, a solid book for truly, like, she very explicitly says, this is for white liberals. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I was like, wait a second. Um, so I mean. Wait, no, genuinely, Mm -hmm. were you, 
were you questioning whether it was for you like when you first started listening to it um parts of it especially at the beginning when she was talking about uh how people perceive you um both like how they perceive i mean because for all intents and purposes i am perceived as a white man so i was like okay let's start um even though maybe that's not how I see myself. So yeah, it was it was definitely interesting to read it or I guess to listen to it from that lens. Let's be very clear. Don't read. <laughs> <laughs> Reading is hard. Um, but <laughs> I I mean I, I I know experiences and I have experienced experiences that she I mean how many times can I say experiences in the next five minutes? Seventeen. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you Ray Kukler? Kurtz. Kurzweil. Yeah. Sorry. You were, uh. make, you were making a prediction. See, it was funny. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, I was immediately brought back to um, the idea that uh, we are all inherently racist, which we had talked about before with um, Brene Brown's uh, interview that she did last week so um Mm -hmm. i mean in terms of the book i i I really don't have a lot to say because it's one of those things where i'm just like go read it uh or listen to it definitely (laughs) um because uh, there's nothing that i think i can say that will be like groundbreaking for you um in terms of just uh listening to it i think i told you carson um before we were, were before we were recording that I would give it 4.5 out of 5 stars again I'm back on the 5 yeah. 5 point scale um and I think one of the things that could have made it better um and I was thinking about this a lot and I I actually I kind of want to know what you think about this and honestly what our audience thinks about this if they've read it or listened to it or if they do I think one thing that could have made it better was she talks a lot about her colleagues of color and why not invite one of them to write this book with you? Um, why not uh, have them come on this journey with you in terms of writing the book um, just to give another perspective? But again, I, I do see, I, I think I understand why um, why not because like she's talking as a white woman and she's like, here are the white issues. Like <laughs> it's easier coming yeah. from me rather than, others but i i think um that would that would have been that would have been something that i would have looked for um and something that i would have personally um felt more grounding in but again i can see why not so i don't know carson what are your thoughts on that so i think she was right to not uh collaborate she talks about messaging and who is giving it and who's receiving it and stuff like that. Um, so I think that that's part of it. But no, Carson, I, I definitely think you're right in terms of having her voice uh, be heard and in terms of the messaging. I, I, definitely, I definitely get that aspect. And I mean, it, it may be something that um, I myself think I need to hear from a person of color um, on, on every issue when in terms of like in terms of what she was talking about, a lot of it is just looking in yourself and looking at um, your own biases and your own fragility. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't, I would say just go read it. 
or less so, into it. Yeah. Obviously, she's the uh, expert with the PhD. There's nothing we can say that's <laughs> that's groundbreaking. <laughs> but uh, I guess I will add that uh, in other books that I've started reading, uh, they talk about how um, you you can have these conversations um, like white people with people of color, brown people, black people, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, but a lot of the work is going to be white people with white people. Yeah. So I think that that's part of um, why she was maybe right in doing this. And then the other thing is, being careful about not putting the burden on black people. That's true. To explain to us or whatever, whatever it is, because the, the, they have dealt with oppression and slavery and everything for hundreds of years. And it's time for white people to do the work. Yep. So I think she was, she was right in, in that in her choice i don't but i don't know if it was a conscious decision maybe she asked and they said no or maybe she didn't think about it who knows she was like hey do you want to do a podcast with me and they were like bitch (laughs) (laughs) i do i would like to share though so i think you might remember this story because i'm i know i told you but in october of 2018 I was having key problems with my car and I called the locksmith service to come and like copy my key so that I could have a new car key. And the guy got there and said it was going to be like $350 and it was something that I just, I'm, you know, I'm in grad school, can't afford that. And so I was like, no, like kind of politely refused service. And uh, then he called me racist. And uh, I started bawling. And I think it really hits on a lot of what these books are talking about. Like the good-bad binary and and white fragility and Mm -hmm. just all of it. Like I thought, you know, racist equals bad and and I wasn't a bad person I was a nice person and like there's no way I could have been racist and blah 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 like not blah 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 (laughs) that's (laughs) not to diminish what's going on (laughs) but it's you know and and then I I retold the story to friends and talked about how much it hurt my feelings and how awful and terrible it was for me Mm -hmm. and even now like I want to (laughs) even now I'm like wanting to put in like disclaimers like these different things that I also said or did or thought at the time but I think I'm just gonna leave it at that and be vulnerable and let people know like this is a journey that we're all going through and we're all we all should be working on Mm -hmm. and that like I've been there and I have good moments and I have bad moments and it doesn't make me a bad person like I'm just working on being anti-racist yeah you're working on be best (laughs) be best (laughs) um no what you're working on is exactly what Brene Brown was talking about 
in this week's episode. And I actually, when I was listening to her podcast, I was on a walk um, per use. And she said this thing and I was like, I need to stop. I need to make note of it. And what she said was, and I quote, I'm here to get it right, not be right. Yes, queen. (laughs) Brene Brown, she's my girl. And I don't typically like quotes, but I would not classify that as a quote. I would classify that as an action statement. Um, Oh my God. No, I typically, like, I love quotes. Rebranding quotes. (laughs) Yeah, I I, like start to rebrand quotes. But here's the thing. People use quotes all the time. Like they use the MLK quote about driving out darkness. Um, Like white people love that quote. But then they ignore mm-hmm. everything else he said. Um, and to just yeah. bring bring a person down to just one quote or two quotes is not the entirety of their life. And I don't think that's fair. Um, so uh, credit to Brene Brown for giving us that, um, that statement. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to call it a quote. I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, her... Pot- <laughs> Oh god. I could just see your like grad school papers and your professors are like they give you B's because you're you don't like put any citations in. You're like, I refuse. They're like, you have to cite your sources, and I'm like, my sources are in my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Carson, um so are you are you gonna ask me or Well, I wanna say <laughs> no, not because I, I have more things. But so uh, the it. podcast, Brene Brown and Austin Channing Brown. Yeah. So I um, took a few things away from it. And they talked about uh, using rules. Yeah. Um, so like, so like we're grasping at straws, sort of like looking like, okay, I think I, I think I have friends who are like, okay, like I'm ready. Like I want to do this. Like I want to do stuff, but just like tell me how or tell me what to do or, you know, give me these guidelines or these rules. White people And I think it rules. also, yeah, I think it also, well, I, I don't know if it's just white people, but because I think it also relates to like the pandemic, right? Where people were like, oh, just like, just like tell me what to do and I'll do it. Just give me like guidelines. And for a long time, like we didn't have any, but. Anyway, and then it was a mess. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, the point is that they talk about like anything that is put out there as a quote unquote rule is not necessarily like a hard and fast rule. You have to sort of roll with the punches and be willing to um, just correct yourself and make mistakes and not use that as like well you told me this as like a person of color so then why am i getting in trouble for doing this or saying this like um and so anyway i just thought that that was uh huge and really interesting and then the other thing was um they were talking about this is maybe i don't know sort of paraphrase but basically talking about your friends Mm -hmm. and if you're friends with black people that's not doing the work Mm -hmm. that's not what you need to be doing what's more important is to go out and like support organizations and 
go go protest, go Educate whatever. Yourself. Yeah. And then if relationships develop from those things naturally, then cool. But like don't go out and seek like black friendships right now because what are you offering like I, this is the basic they didn't say this but this was basically the messaging that i got like what are you bringing to the friendship what are you offering like this is it's selfish of you to go out and be like well be my friend yeah i think they the word that they used in that um in the podcast and what i think austin channing brown called it was proximity um and just because you're um near or with people of color um does not mean that you still don't have to do the work of of being actively anti-racist and i think a lot of what you were talking about was what we have talked about basically from the start of this podcast is we are continuously getting things wrong (laughs) but in getting things wrong we are trying to get them right um Ladies and gentlemen, one thing we are experts at is making mistakes. We are failures. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we, Our parents are like, yeah! We, we make failing look easy. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless. I woke up like this. Okay, what are you watching, reading, listening to? Sure. So, obviously, White Fragility, Brene Brown. Um, but there are two main things that I want to talk about is, um, and that's Dave Chappelle's eight, uh, 46. So mm-hmm. there was, uh, the first stand-up concert in all of America and it happened here in Ohio folks in Beaver Creek, Ohio, <laughs> which is, um, <laughs> super close to where I lived when I was in grad school. Also Dave Chappelle lives in Yellow Spring, Ohio, which again is really close to where I lived when I was in, uh, grad school, but he and a bunch of other comics, um, did stand up at this, this concert, which was outdoors and they all socially distance. And, um, the video of it is, is pretty, uh, interesting. But anyway, Dave Chappelle is a genius, uh, in terms of how he conceptualizes and articulates, yeah, how he articulates, uh, how he feels and, um, how, how 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 best to um, approach different things. He I just I, I I all I'm gonna say is watch it if you haven't watched it. It's less than thirty minutes long, but it will not feel like thirty minutes. You will want it to be longer. Um, he is a genius. You didn't watch it, did you, Carson? I did watch it and hashtag tweet your unpopular opinion, but I didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? Um, I just don't think it was that revolutionary. Like, everyone is like, oh, this is amazing. This is awesome. Watch it. It's blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> I I mean, if you like Dave Chappelle, and he's talking about important stuff, I'm, and it it's not, it's not... I don't know it's not that it's bad or whatever i just i'm not a big like dave Chappelle fan and yeah. i just didn't think that it, like 
I, I don't know. I'm I'm getting my information from other sources. It wasn't for me, but okay. it is for other people apparently. So. And Dave Chappelle um, very much is um, like if you like him, you like him. If you don't like him, you don't necessarily like his style. Um, he is one that really speaks a lot of truth in his comedy, so it doesn't always come across as comedy, and you won't laugh necessarily as much as you want to during a stand-up. So I know that's what a lot of people had issue with. They were like, why am I not laughing? Oh, that was, I guess just to be clear, that was not, definitely not an issue for me. Like, um, obviously I understood like what he was trying to do. Um, I think honestly, a part of my issue was that he was smoking on stage. And I just can't get past people smoking, especially like cigarettes. Hmm. Smoking is bad for you folks. Do not smoke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the other thing, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, a book that I started, which is uh, I Am Legend. Uh, which was written in the 50s, and um, the movie with Will Smith that came out in, like, 2007, 2008, uh, is loosely based on it. Like, the main character's name is the same, but and the basic premise is the same. Um, but in terms of the book, I'm only about a, a fourth of the way through, uh, and so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it uh, in terms of um, the issues that it's bringing up and... The overall concept, however, and spoiler spoiler alert, I cannot say that word. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who um, might listen to it or read it. The main character is very horny <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, why are you so horny all the time? Like, I get it. You're the only <laughs> one there. But like, take a breath, brother. <laughs> it's erotica post-apocalyptic erotica (laughs) that's basically what it is uh (laughs) but yeah so uh carson 50 shades of the world ending (laughs) that's what it is and so now carson um in terms of our random walking talking section do you have anything else to talk about anything else you're reading watching listening to reading I'll just shout out one more time because uh, I went over it pretty quickly, but I'm currently reading So You Want to Talk About Race um, by Ijeoma Aluo. Cool. And so far, it's it's really good. And it inspired me to just sort of process and write through a lot of the things that I'm thinking and feeling and figuring out and taking notes because uh, I'm trying to do the work. Yep. Yep. Oh, and the other, since we're in the random section, before we get to yas bitches, I just want to um, note that our president is a motherfucker for um, taking back uh, LGBTQIA um, healthcare yeah. protections on the Fuck anniversary Trump. of the Pulse uh, shooting. Not cool, dude. Yeah. Learn how to fucking go down some stairs, you fucker. He also tried to have a rally in Tulsa on Juneteenth. <laughs> if you don't know what happened in Tulsa, look up 
what happened in Tulsa in 1921 mm -hmm. and listen to our little conversation so you know what Juneteenth is, so you know how offensive that is. Yep. And honest to God, I didn't know what happened in Tulsa until I watched Watchmen uh, on HBO. And then I finally knew. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then when I found out mm -hmm. it was real, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, oh, this episode yeah. is definitely explicit. Uh, <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> whoops. Um, but anyway, so, okay. Let's change the change the direction this the random section kind of ended on a aggressive note <laughs> that got aggressive <laughs> that escalated quickly and we're going to yes bitches carson yes. tell me about your life pew, pew, pew. i had such a good week um so at work i got told that one of the papers that i wrote was kick ass yeah. so that was really awesome to get that feedback and um i also found five dollars in my coat pocket <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> i don't even know i was like when was the last time i carried cash i have no idea <laughs> so Anyway, I guess this episode's sponsored by me because I'm balling now. <laughs> that is awesome. And the other thing that I want to say, is, and I meant to, to talk to you about this before we started the podcast, mm -hmm. um, this before we started recording. Whoops. Um, but I think it'd be nice to highlight um, nonprofits on like a semi-regular basis. For sure. Um, that are doing good work. Yeah. Um, I figured you would agree with it. But I disagree. Nonprofits are awful. We should not support <laughs> them. Someone's going to pull that clip and use it for bad things. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, of course. Let's 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 do that. Okay. Okay. So uh, this week, I just want to say Huckleberry House in Columbus is doing a lot of good work. They are an organization that helps um, youths who are experiencing homelessness and... Um, they provide resources or like a place to hang or um, connect them with uh, different like social workers, mental health, whatever. They do all the good things and um, they are a fantastic organization. Can't say enough good things about them. Awesome. That's great. I, I really, I, I like that. I, I, have you have you heard about them? Do you know them? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so in terms of good things happening in my life this past week, I, I just have two things. One, we got the official notice that our tennis season is starting next week. So um Woo! We'll see how it goes. Oh my god, will you live stream your matches for all of our fans? <laughs> for both of our fans. <laughs> but um our first match is next Saturday, so Tune in next week to find out if, if I won. Uh, and then the final thing I want to talk about is uh, with everything crazy going on. Um, so last year, I was the assistant coach for my niece's uh, t-ball team. And one of the kids on, yeah. um, on the team, his uh, parents are coaches at my old high school. And so I'm friends with them on Facebook. And they have organized scholarships for uh, minority students graduating from my high school. Um, and so I had the opportunity to donate to that scholarship fund. 
um and it's just exciting right oh, that's awesome yeah it started as just a one one scholarship one thousand dollars to one student and right now um they are nearing to being able to give to seven students so seven thousand dollars raised so um i will say um goodbye to everyone but i will first let i guess carson say goodbye bye <laughs> bye everyone have a good week